So I like to talk, like a lot. And now I have my own podcast, which you should listen to. This is Everything in Between. Hello everyone and welcome to Everything in Between. Today I want to talk about traveling alone versus traveling with other people. I think traveling alone is something that people are usually scared of doing and today I want to talk about the pros and cons of both sides because obviously there are some good and some bad things about doing both. So I will start out by saying that I have honestly not really fully traveled alone. Um, I mean, yes and no. I've had traveling experiences by myself. For example, I've flown long distances by myself, like to Australia, for example. I flew that by myself and the first four days I was there by myself, but the rest of the trip I was with a group of people. So mm, there's a thin line. Yes, I have and no, I haven't, but I will get into it throughout our discussion. So first of all, traveling by yourself, pros and cons. So a really good thing about traveling by yourself is the the independency that it gives you. You know, you're alone, you're responsible for everything you do, you're responsible for your life, for your safety, for everything that happens. So it makes you feel very independent and gives you this experience of independency. And honestly, even if this is like a little ego boost, it makes you feel brave. I mean, honestly, at the moment, I never really felt like it. It was just something that I wanted to do and that I, I did. But talking to other people or talking to my parents, I have gotten this feedback, you know, like, wow, you traveled by yourself. That's so brave of you. And although in the moment, I wouldn't think that about myself. You know, I didn't think that what I did was brave. I don't think traveling by yourself is a brave thing. But Actually, it is. I mean, when you really objectively look at the situation, it is definitely um, it was definitely a brave thing. Not a lot of people can do it. It takes a certain kind of person to be able to to take this chance and this risk and go somewhere by yourself. Even if it's, you know, little steps start by going out to a restaurant by yourself. Then you go to the movies by yourself. Then you go to a city close by by yourself, then another state, and then you're in another country, you know, it doesn't have to be all at once, you know, or really a place so far away, it doesn't have to be that, you can travel by yourself almost anywhere, so yeah, but it does, it is, it's a brave thing, and it does take a certain kind of person to do it, so um, definitely one of the pros, and Another pro that can also be a con really, but it's really cool to do something and think this is mine. This is my experience. No one else knows how it has affected me, how it's changed me. No one else can claim it. It's all mine. It's I did this by myself. Um, and that's really cool. Um, another pro is the freedom you have while you're traveling by yourself. You don't have to be limited by other people's opinions, by their likes and dislikes. It's all about you. Um, I have had both sides of the... I'm very flexible, first of all, so I don't really care one way or another. But I have had both types of trips where 
Um, I have traveled with my friends from Australia. I've talked about before, Tim and Marcel, and we have had a full schedule. I mean, I remember when we went to Sydney, Australia, and we got there, maybe the, the um, I think we flew or the train, I don't even remember. I think we flew. Um, it got there and maybe, I don't know, 8 a.m., and we were hiking, like, with our luggage because we couldn't drop off our stuff at the hostel yet. So we had all of our luggage, which wasn't that much. We were just traveling there for a couple days. So we had a backpack full of things. I had my camera bag and a neck pillow, but still a lot when you think about it. We were walking until sunset. I remember we got to the beach on the other side of town from when we started at sunset. And Tim and I were like, you know what? Sorry, we are done. And Marcel just was like, okay, that's fine. You guys enjoy the sunset, get some food, and I'll meet you back at the hostel. And he kept going because he had a whole um, a whole map planned out of where he wanted to walk that day. So that was a full schedule. And then there's other trips where people just want to relax, do whatever, you know, go with the wind, whatever happens, happens. It's not a big deal. And I've also had these experiences, and it's also really nice. Um, but it can be difficult, but it's possible. Another experience I had is when I was traveling in New Zealand for, um, I think it was two and a half weeks or something like that. We were a group of five people total, so four other people. And we had obviously everything planned out very well because it was a long trip. It was a lot of people, and it's... A long trip but short amount of time to do everything that we wanted to do so we definitely had everything planned and one day we were just so tired I mean in New Zealand we were hiking we were shopping cooking every night cooking every morning we were just doing so much at one point and it was almost exactly halfway through the trip actually we were like you know what we just need a day to recover and there were no no objections. No one was worried. No one was arguing. No one was sad or upset, or at least if they were, they didn't show it. We all just kind of agreed that that day was going to be a chill day and we were just going to sit in this minivan, or not minivan, but this traveling van, um, and relax. And that's what we did. We went, we had some hot chocolate, whipped cream, and we literally watched movies all day that we had previously downloaded onto the computer. And we were just watching movies, drinking hot chocolate all day, and we did absolutely nothing, and we were all happy about it. So this is definitely possible. It's difficult, but it's possible. Now, another pro of traveling by yourself is that you're not waiting on anyone. When you're traveling with someone, there's people that take a lot of time to get ready in the morning. And, you know, it takes you five seconds, or you eat breakfast really quick, and they are slow eaters. Or you wake up the second your alarm sounds and they take hours to wake up. Or they're not a morning person and they simply don't want to get up till noon and you're sitting there at 6 a.m. like, listen, I want to go. Um, these things that can't happen. It depends on the person, it depends on the group, especially the first time you travel. After you've been um, traveling with this person for a while, then maybe you realize, okay, these are their pros, these are the cons, these are the things that I can deal with, okay, she's going to wake up later, he's going to wake up late, so I can leave early and do a bunch of things and just meet up in the afternoon, whatever, you can accustom to this, you can adjust, but it's definitely um, better when you're by yourself and you can go on your own schedule and do whatever you want. 
And the really cool thing when you're traveling by yourself is that you are able to meet people. There are tons of opportunities in tours and activities and social events. Traveling alone definitely makes you more sociable and more approachable. When you're by yourself, people are kind of like, oh, maybe, maybe we should include her. Maybe we should talk to her. And they automatically start talking to you or the other way around. You're by yourself and you're kind of feeling awkward and you're like, okay, I got to make some friends. So you start coming up to people, making conversation, asking them about their plans. They invite you, you know, these things happen naturally. And exactly because of this, traveling by yourself makes you grow into a different person. It makes you kind of, mm, yeah, just advance as a person, your personality. You kind of find yourself as cliche as that might be, um, you really do learn how to be yourself in your own body and how to be comfortable in in your yourself. So that's a very good pro about traveling alone. These things that are pushing you to be social, to, I don't know, get accustomed to different cultures by yourself and spend time by yourself, eat by yourself, these things that you're not used to pushes you to grow into a different hopefully better person now a con is that it can be lonely uh, for sure i mean if it's a short trip definitely is okay you can handle that but if it's a long trip or if it's far away it can get lonely to be by yourself so long and one of the challenges can be that if you're in a different country maybe you can't even use your phone without wi-fi so maybe you're feeling lonely but you can't even call someone to to kind of get your fixed five-minute talk and feel a little better. It's not possible sometimes. But um, like I said, more or less, I've traveled by myself. When I was living in Barcelona, I was not traveling by myself. I was with people, but I was working in um, RCR Films, which is a kind of production company in Barcelona. And while I was working there, the hours were nine to two, and four to seven. So from two to four, we had um, a lunch break, which is usually made this way because in Spain, they like to go home and eat all together with their family. So this is quite common in a lot of companies to have a two hour lunch break. And in these two hour lunch breaks, they were actually too short for me to actually go home because of the public transportation. It didn't really work out with um, where I was living and where I was working. And so I had two hours where I just had to stay in the neighborhood. Everybody left the office, so it really was not a good idea to stay in the office. And I, it was really cheap to eat outside, or to me it was really cheap. It was a 10 euro um, lunch, and you would get two dishes plus dessert plus a drink. Um, so it was quite quite a good deal, 10, euro, 10 euros for all that. So I was eating lunch um, outside of the office every day. And what I did to deal with it, obviously, I'm at a restaurant by myself. Like any restaurant experience, you have to wait for your food. And there's a lot of alone time. You eat alone. So sometimes at the beginning, I did feel a little awkward. It was just like, okay, what do I do? I look at my phone, but I didn't have any. I had a, another phone specifically for um, for Barcelona while I was there. So I actually my actual phone where I had all my social media and all my contacts was not working when I was outside of Wi-Fi. So if I couldn't have find Wi-Fi, then tough luck. So what I started doing is reading books, which I already did before. I'm a very big book nerd since I was little. 
Um, but while I was traveling abroad, I was like, oh, I didn't, I don't know why I decided not to bring my iPad. And I didn't want to read books in Spanish, although I can. I just didn't really, in, wasn't interested in the books, really. I also didn't really give it a chance, but that's another story. Point being, eventually they told me, oh, but there's an English bookstore here around the corner. And it was, and I would go there, find a book, and read books. And I ended up reading, I think, about five or six books that summer. Because anytime I was by myself, I would just sit down, read a book, and it was quite nice. Um, yeah, and the waiters are also super nice. I mean, there were times that I got, I remember I went to an Italian restaurant and the waiter brought me two limoncello shots, which is just like a good digestive, but completely free, just like kind of, I think he felt bad that I was by myself eating at this like fancy Italian restaurant. Um, so he was trying to be friendly and he brought me those. So that was really cool. So sometimes it does help you being by yourself. But it doesn't have to be reading a book. If you don't like reading, maybe you can bring a notebook and make some notes or doodles or write or you can paint. Um, I'm starting to get really into watercolor painting as well and urban sketching. So that could be a cool thing if you're traveling to sit down at the restaurant while you're waiting, maybe sketch. That's also cool, but it depends on what you like to do. I mean, you can definitely just buy a really big package of data and just sit on your phone and look at Instagram or whatever anything you want is really possible you just have to find a way of spending the time by yourself um and if you want to go out and maybe party or drink or go to a bar sometimes it can be disappointing or discouraging to go out by yourself although it's definitely possible it can be just like an awkward experience i mean i guess a bar is quite easy because it's quite normal to see people there by themselves and i guess it would be easier to find someone to talk to but if you want to go like really party to a disco or a club then it might be awkward to be there by yourself it depends also on what kind of person i mean you could also try it i i know people that have gone to concerts by themselves and they have a good time and that's not much different than the club so although it can be weird and awkward it's definitely a thing you can do i've never tried it but i'm sure it would be okay now some pros and cons about traveling with other people Pros, um, you can share these experiences. I think that's really cool when you can say, remember that time when we did blah, 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 blah. It's really nice to have these experiences that other people felt and can relate to. Especially, I mean, I don't know, whenever we did skydiving, I loved the experience. And it's uh, something that actually a lot of people have not done or don't want to do at all. Um, but it's really cool to talk to the people that I did it with and it's like, oh my god, remember how we were freaking out before going on the plane or whatever. It's just these kind of these kind of experiences where you can be like, oh, remember that? Or I was traveling with my mom and a friend recently, Felix, shout out. And I mean, we never ever not buy tickets for something. And this one time, I mean, I always pay for tickets. I just really want to get that out there. And this one time we were running to go to the train and it was just, we were just going one stop. We were trying to buy a ticket. It wasn't working. We were putting in the money. It wasn't taking it. Just absolutely catastrophe. The train comes and my friend Felix says, you know what? Just like, it's one stop. No one ever checks. It's fine. Don't worry. So me and my mom, we follow, we get in this train and the door is closed. Two seconds later, Felix said, oh my God, 
they're going to check the tickets. Now with his, he had a ticket because he lives there. We were actually in Berlin. I don't know if I said that. Um, but he had a ticket and he could take one person with him. So we kind of tried to get out of it like, oh, we thought we could bring two. And then I had my my ticket from where, the state where I live, which is Hessen. And we were like, oh, I thought it was covered with this student, which actually could have been a really easy mistake. But they ended up writing me a ticket because I didn't have a ticket and I had to pay 60 euros, which thankfully Felix um, shared the cost with me since it was kind of both of our faults. Um, so, yeah. These are the kind of experiences that it's like, oh my God, you know how annoying that was? And then we talk about what it happened. It's like, oh my God, but we tried to buy a ticket. Can you believe it? And you can exchange these kind of thoughts and reactions. And if I explain it to you, like I am explaining it to you right now, you don't really relate. And maybe you don't know what I'm talking about. But when you talk to people that you were there with and they live this with it, then you really feel the passion. It's like, I really don't know why it happened. That sucks. So yeah, it's a great time to share experiences, share memories, and reflect on your trip with um, someone else. So that's definitely a pro. And a really, really big pro is that you can split the costs of your trips when you're traveling. So if you're traveling with a big group, especially when you're booking rooms and transportation, you can get some really good deals if you're sharing. I mean, the biggest... Um, I guess savings I have gotten come probably from when I was traveling to different cities around Europe and we were sharing Airbnbs. I mean, Airbnbs are a total steal if you travel with groups. You get these huge places, super nice, and they're $200 a night, but you're traveling with five people and it ends up being super cheap per person. So... That's a really good um, good way to save money. Transportation, too, if you're renting a car. Um, for our trip, I think we were um, in New Zealand. I think we paid $500 for a van for the whole trip. Something like this, maybe a 1000 I'm not sure. But in the end, between five people, it ends up being 100 And that's really not that much. Or 200 whatever. Still not that much for two and a half weeks. Um, and if you were doing that by yourself, you would have to cover the entire cost. So definitely nice to be able to share those costs with people. And sometimes in some places, they will give you group discounts. If you, um, I know in Germany, for example, if you're traveling with a group of five people or more, you can buy a card, a group card to get on the train and travel. And it ends up being like five euros per person, which is actually cheaper than if everybody bought their own ticket. So traveling with a group can definitely bring you some really good deals. Um, and you're keeping each other company. That's a really cool thing. If you're not the kind of person who likes to be by themselves or cannot um, be by themselves, then you have someone there who's keeping you company and talking to you and whatever. And although you can find people, you can definitely make friends. Like I said, it's not that hard. If you're traveling alone, you're probably staying in hostels and there's other people traveling alone and you can easily make friends. But there's nothing like a nice chat with a really close friend or family member. So it's a different type of intimacy, different type of conversation. It depends. Um, so yeah, it's really good to keep each other company. And on another pro is you have help if something happens. 
if you happen to get sick then you have someone that will bring you medicine that can alert your family or your friends or can maybe find a doctor or bring a doctor or whatever even especially if you have to go to the hospital then you have someone there who can who can take care of the paperwork who can talk to your parents who can keep you give you moral support i mean this is a really really important thing and for safety i mean we all know traveling by yourself maybe makes you a target in some places not everywhere and it obviously this could happen anywhere you could be by yourself in your own city and still you know something could happen or you could be with people and something could happen so this is definitely just maybe more as a as a general rule you're usually safer if you are with a group of people we all know this the buddy system so yes traveling by yourself can make you more of a target make you seem more vulnerable Um, and if you're traveling with people, you are less vulnerable and less of a target. So definitely a pro. Um, another super difficult thing about planning, and I will have an episode about this, oh, about traveling, sorry, and I will talk about this, is the planning. It is so much work. I mean, at least if you're like me, I like to have everything perfectly aligned and I have learned that that's the best way to do it. Whenever I traveled with my mom around Europe, I made an itinerary of exactly everything that we were going to do. I booked everything in advance and we skipped so many lines. We got into so many places that we wouldn't have otherwise. And people were messaging me on Instagram like, how did you do it? I saw that you went to the Sagrada Familia. How did you manage that when I was there? There weren't any tickets, etc., etc. And it's all because I planned it in advance and I bought the tickets in advance. So yeah. A lot of work, especially for a longer trip or with more people. It's so much um, logistics that you have to figure out, prices, credit cards, who's going to pay, etc. So if you're traveling with other people, then you have someone to help you with the planning. And you can say, okay, you take care of the hotel, you take care of the transportation, you take care of the museums, and I'll take care of everything else, whatever. It's so much easier. And in this day and age when we love social media, and even if we don't, I mean, I am a super big fan of photos. Even if I'm not posting them online, I love taking photos. I have my nice DSLR camera. I have a GoPro. I have everything. I have a Polaroid. I mean, I love photography as a hobby. I'm not a professional, and like my photos are probably not as nice, but it doesn't matter. I like to do it, so... Um, and when you're traveling with other people, you have someone there to help you get that perfect shot, especially, like I said, if you want to post it online, then you really appreciate when there's someone there to take a picture. And actually, I don't remember who I was traveling with, but they told me something that I think is super important. It is definitely, I mean, people say taking photos of yourself, even posting them maybe, is not very nice or not very attractive but you do not want a picture that you can find on google of course when we travel we will take these pictures but at the end of the day i want a picture with me in it because otherwise why did i come here when i could have just googled and had the exact same picture and when you're showing pictures of course you can say family and friends i went to portugal look at these pictures from google 
or you can show them the own pictures that you took yourself and I guarantee you people will like it more, appreciate it more, and be more interested in your trip and your travels and want to see the city themselves. Not It's not all about you, but also about the city. They will be more interested in the things that you found charming about the city rather about the pictures that you found online on Google that anyone could have found. So yes, definitely always be taking pictures you can't find on Google. I find that so important. I can't remember who told me that, but I stand behind it 100%. And a big, big, big thing is when you're traveling with people, now we're getting into the cons, or this is a con, I don't know if we're getting into the cons yet, but a con is that you don't have your own space, and this can be super challenging. Um, you can get annoyed with people just because you're spending so much time together. I love my mom really do we're best friends we really are i don't get along with anyone as good as i get along with my mom but when we were traveling together around europe we were spending so much time together i mean day in day out 24 7 seeing each other sleeping in the same room just so much time together we could not stand each other at some point i mean sorry we were just arguing about the dumbest things because we were just so fed up and needed some alone time. So this can be this can be an issue. I mean, like I said, you can be best friends, you can be get real along really well. You still need your own space. And a really easy solution for this is that I think I would definitely schedule some time to do different things, you know. You go to this museum, I'll go take a walk take an hour break from each other and then come back just so you have some privacy some alone time or even at nights in the bedroom you know what i'll go to the lobby hang out there for an hour look at facebook there and we will meet up before it's time to go to bed plan these things in so it's not such of a con but for long trips it's definitely difficult to be sharing your all of your time and all of your space with other people also when i was traveling in new zealand with the other four people um, it's really difficult and especially I mean we were three girls two guys and you know that's a lot of, of tension with between the girls we're always more I don't know special when traveling or in general so three girls together all the time we kind of got in each other nerve each other's nerves but actually we had an amazing experience there were no problems but sometimes you could tell that we just needed a break and that was fine i mean we we ended up scheduling breaks exactly for this reason because you could tell at some points oh there's a little tension between these two and yeah these things work out um just give you give it give each other space and it'll be it'll be fine um, another con when traveling with other people is it can take five and a half years to plan something. You have to sync schedules. We yeah, we all have jobs. We all have responsibilities. And you have to take time off. You have to plan vacation time. There's people who have vacation in August. Others who have vacation in December. And it can be so difficult to match these schedules up. Um, maybe you have a wedding here and I have a trip there so I can't go and it just takes a lot of sinking and the more people the worst and a lot of the time I mean I've made plans with people where it's like yeah let's go here we both want to go yeah you look at the flights you have everything prepared and at the end of the day they're like you know what I'm not doing it or I can't or whatever and you're just like oh great I just planned this for no reason so it can fall through and that's another just 
bad thing about traveling with other people. Sometimes it's not for sure. Um, and another important thing is the money. There can be a will from both sides to go to a certain place and have a certain trip, but maybe you are trying to save money and they want to live lavishly. Whatever. There's different experiences that you can have even at the same place. You know, you can stay at a five-star five star hotel. You can stay at a three-star hotel. You can stay at a hostel. You can go backpacking and camping. I mean, there's different ways of doing it. So it depends on how much money they want to spend and what kind of what kind of vacation they want to have. Um, there can be people who love to be in the woods and outside and they think about going to a city and going to the parks and there's a forest and a national park here and we can go hiking there and you're just like no I want to go to this building and go to this rooftop and you know there's different experiences so that's also a difficult thing to match up and even priorities I mean most of the time let's be honest I am a student and most of the time I am trying to save money but also, I like to think, even if I did have money, I am not focused on spending my money on a hotel, to be quite honest. Because I know from previous experiences, I have traveled enough at this point, and I know I spend eight hours maximum at my hotel, hostel, Airbnb, whatever. I am outside in the city all the time. And I'm not going to be paying $200 a night for a room where I'm just going to be sleeping. Of course, I want a nice bed. I want to make sure I rest because like I said, I'm going to be active during the day. I want to make sure I get my sleep. I want to make sure I am well rested, but I'm not going to pay a ridiculous amount of money because I don't care about the lavishness. I'm not spending time there. I'm not even going to enjoy it. So why am I paying for it? Whereas other people you know, they don't care. They don't care if they spend two hours there. They want the best of the best. So it depends on what kind of person you're traveling with. And that's something you should keep in mind. So these are my pros and cons of traveling alone and traveling with others. And I'll tell you my personal preference is both. A little mixed. I've, like I said, I've never done a whole solo trip and I really want to do that soon. But um, overall, I like the mixture. I like you know, four days by myself doing whatever I want and then I meet up with friends and then we go over here and then, you know, you can definitely have these trips where you mix it up a little bit. You can go a couple days early and have three days where you're traveling by yourself and then your friends join you and you have another three days with your friends. You can do this and this is what I've liked um, so far and what I've done. Then you get both sides um, of the trip. So yeah, travel and see what you like. Um, also, don't get discouraged you will get better at traveling by yourself. So just because the first trip was bad, don't be discouraged to have another one. And when you're with people, maybe you have a really bad experience with a group and you're like, never again. From here on out, I travel by myself. It depends on the group of people. It depends on the place. It, de it depends on the dynamic. Definitely give it another chance. Try traveling with other people. Maybe not the same group again. It can be some, same, some, some people that are the same from the group doesn't have to be everyone that's invited back um yeah experiment find whatever you like and don't give up because traveling is awesome and you will find a good mix of what to do and also find solutions for all the cons 
like I said, if you're lonely, buy a book, write some notes, go sketching. If you need some space, plan some time. There are definitely ways to get around the cons, so don't give up. Look at everything from a positive side. Yep, so that's all I have for this episode, and I hope you enjoy it, and I hope this helps. And let me know your opinion. What do you like best? Um, what are your preferences and what are things that I didn't mention that you think should have been mentioned, pros or cons? Let me know and I will definitely try to mention them next episode. Okay, guys, see you next week. Bye.